<coughs> I'm a man of few words. Any questions? Uh, is the poop deck really what I think it is? <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. What's a jib? <laughs> Promote that man. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Well, hello there. This is the Dano and Sanchez show on Fox Sports. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a while. It it's has, been yeah. a while. The boys are back. Best 10 weeks of your fucking life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. No pressure to be funny. Yeah. So I was not. <laughs> yeah, right. You were anti funny the whole time. Yeah. Shooting that shit down like people are laughing at stuff on the TV, and you're like, "Fucking sucks." Yeah, I would just rip the joy out of the room. <laughs> you know yeah. that Captain that movie's probably dead now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh shit. Well, Sanchez, good to see you. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. It's good to be back on Fox Sports. We're now uh, sponsored by Infowars. I wish. I'm, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. And they're wish? all sponsored. So if there's anybody out there who wants sponsored on this, <laughs> anything like <laughs> anal beads, whatever. Anal beads. Yeah. Lube. You keep bringing that up. Is I don't it? know. You got a thing going on? The anal I'm beads. A, I must have. Like. <laughs> we got to approach a couple manufacturers or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out at Treasure Island, <laughs> right next to uh, Rudy Giuliani giving a press conference. Oh yeah. It's been that long. It has. It? Yeah. Since since Trump. That whole thing? No, it's been like, when was it? New well, Year's no, Eve? you know, Rudy giving the press conference right next to the sex shop and uh, whatever, the crematorium. Four, the Four Seasons? Is it yeah. that one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Four Seasons Landscaping. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to sponsor us, Four Seasons, yes. Absolutely. All right, now, today, the main thing that's going on, and we're getting meta here, semi-meta, mm. on the show, Sanchez has a video that yeah. he's going to shoot today. Music video, yep. So the main question is, how much nudity and softcore porn is there going to be in this video? Well, I, I would ask you, how much nudity is too much nudity? I mean, that's impossible. You just kind of made my head explode. Then so. all the nudity you can imagine. <laughs> all I'm, of it I'm I can more, imagine. I can imagine a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. It's basically a porno. <laughs> <laughs> With my music playing in the background. Coming soon on Showtime, late night. <laughs> <laughs> so man, I mean, what's been going on over the last ten weeks? I mean, uh... just working away, doing, you know, as I said, sucking the joy out of everybody's life. Yeah. In order to save it up for this podcast, so working away to suck the joy out of everybody's life. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Semi legal here. Well, that's your role here on the show. It so is. It is. you know, makes pretty sense good that you would just transfer it to real life when we did ten weeks of no shows. Yeah. How was your ten weeks off? Oh, it's great. Yeah? Oh, fantastic. Not having to look at me. Like most of the world, I've had a tremendous start to 2021. <laughs> you know? I mean, January was just such a great month. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a shit fucking month that was. <laughs> Everybody was getting all, like, amped up because, like, yeah, 2020's going away. You're like, yeah, but it's just another day and nothing's going to change. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's like, change. man, I'm going to wake up on January 1st and it's going to be a new era. Yeah, no. Not at all. Everybody's still yelling, put your fucking mask on when you leave the house. So, Yeah. People have been shouting that at me for years. <laughs> yeah, right. 
All right, so we've got our guest today, Dan Lloyd. Yes, this is going to be very good. My longtime guest, and even longer than my show on GFN. I mean, he's been doing this rock segment on Wednesday and Thursday night for years. And we're going to start with his selection for today. The theme is comedy songs. And this is Cunt and the Gang. Don't worry, Cunt is spelled with a K. Okay, good. So we're not uh, being inappropriate here. This is called Perverts on the Internet. Sanchez accepted. And this is Dano and Sanchez talking shite all night. That was Cunt and the Gang with Perverts on the Internet, a story about Dano and I. Man, it's been a while. He's still <laughs> leaning into the fucking microphone. Oh, yeah, sorry. But... <laughs> Cunt and the Gang, Perverts on the Internet, Dan Lloyd's selection, our comedy special for songs today. Dan Lloyd, of course, longtime uh, member here at GFN since its founding in 1961. Pretty impressive What's it been like? Six decades well, in the radio biz yeah. in Guangzhou. We're in color now, so yeah, you know, that's, that's good. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> hey, those guys got to, they almost got to Christmas number one in the UK, Cunt and the Gang. Really? <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with Boris Johnson as a fucking cunt. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. their song. Now, uh, wait a second. The image on that video, mm. there's kind of a skinny dude with kind of dirty blonde hair sitting there in a car. Is that you? No. In <laughs> I wish it was. He's the um, gang. I'll tell you something, though. If you check out that video, I cannot believe it's been on YouTube for six years because there is some full frontal oh, d- yeah. dongs going on in that in that video. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty graphic, and it's it's kind of amazing that it's not even behind an age barrier. <laughs> it's not, Nothing. You can just check it out. Yeah, just some mega dongs. Yeah. I see why it's your favorite video on YouTube. Oh, though. it is, yeah. Now, the big event today is we're getting meta. And, of course, Sanchez's new video, Getting Shot Today. What's going to be the contents? How much nudity are we talking about here? Give us a scoop. I don't know. He he, he, um, he sends a message yesterday um, <laughs> of the song being played in, like, chipmunk speed. So I thought we were all, all going to dress up in, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks. I was going to be Theodore because he's was, the tall one. That was but, an accident. And... I, I, was, I didn't know what I'd done on uh, Premiere Pro, and then it just started playing, like, a chipmunk. So... I mean, I can send you that, and you can play it on the show, maybe. That oh, can I? Man. I give you permission. That would be great. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Permission. Thank you so, so much. Well, of course, Dan Lloyd, we've got to get into our initial traditional question. I mean, it's been 10 weeks. We've almost forgotten. But what is your favorite story? Drunken or drug-induced experience? Could be you. Could be other people. Tell us more. I'm guessing God, it'll be other yeah. people, but whatever. Uh, you know, I, w- I was thinking about this, and um, I, I honestly, I've never been a big drug user. Like, uh, uh-huh. pot is the, the, the strongest drug that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a bit of it in college, but uh, I couldn't do it for too long. I used to get too paranoid about stuff. Yeah. Like, it made me, like, it heightens your senses, but it heightens all the wrong senses for me. Yeah. And um, so I remember there's there's one story. I think this was the last time I did it, actually, because I was kind of like, never again after <laughs> yeah. this. It's not even that bad. But um, we were in, in uni, and uh, I went to uni in Reading, which is uh, kind of a, you know, satellite town of London. Yeah, right. And uh, so... Being young, like I was like 18, 19 years old, I was super awkward, uh, never really fit into any groups. I was like the embodiment of the in-betweeners, you know, yeah, if you ever yeah, watch yeah. that show. Like, that was my life. That's how, and so we all decided, to, oh, let's go on a, a clubbing night in London. Mm. And it was exactly like that show. It was like... <laughs> Bus wankers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except we, uh, we didn't take the car. Uh, we, uh, we jumped a train because that's what you could do back in those days, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we... Got a free ride on the train. Didn't know what to do, of course, because we're you know weird teenagers <laughs> in London for the first time. It was like let's let's go at one of those uh, trendy nightclubs. So we went to one like touristy nightclub in Leicester Square, which was like thirty quid to get in. Jesus, oh, you know, this, beer. this was in the seventies. Uh, yeah, yeah, Not a lot of money. <laughs> a decade and a half into his GFN tenure. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, they played you know. Share, believe, and all—all all <laughs> the biggest chart hits, hits of the time. Like Ugh. there were no fancy DJs. It was just a bunch of like foreign dudes, like <laughs> glancing right. at the local talent and like not having a chance. And right. yeah, we kind of danced around and drank our five-pound beer, or it's probably eight quid now in London. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, it's probably eight quid to ride the tube. Yeah, so so we kind of left early because like none of us were ever gonna have a chance of getting lucky or enjoying the music or anything <laughs> right. so we were just like knocking around london we ended up in like covent garden where it was all 
dark and uh, one of my mates had a couple of spliffs on him so we were just sat down just smoking pot in, in an empty Covent Garden and this uh, <laughs> Australian dude comes up to us and he oh. was like really friendly this is where and... the danger approaches <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, he was just, yeah. For some reason, he just wanted to know everything about us. And I was just convinced the whole time he was an undercover it's cop. <laughs> <laughs> for jumping the train? I don't know. Like, He'd just followed for, for For smoking weed in, in an open space in London. And, like, he was he was puffing away, too. And I was like, are they allowed to do that? I wonder, like, are they and allowed to? Yeah. And <laughs> I, ended up giving him a, I ended up giving him a fake name because I thought... <laughs> I told him my name was like Michael. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. my other two mates like looked at me like, "What are you on about?" And, yeah. And uh, I was just so convinced, and I, I was so kind of, I, I don't want to say anything about what I've been doing. And uh, yeah, it was just really weird. And he was just hanging around and asking all these like personal questions, and uh, I, I just didn't want anything to do with it. So I ended up leaving and um, yeah. leaving my mates. And I, I got the early train back to Reading fell asleep on the train because I was like stoned ended up in like Oxford or something (laughs) I got the train back and yeah I never did it again Uh, but uh, yeah it it has a weird effect on me I know a lot of people swear by it but uh, my sister's similar she gets paranoid like in her later years I mean we used to smoke all the time but Mm. she feels like paranoid about it I I definitely don't think it's a social drug like it's not one you should do I don't think so personally. Like, I don't like, think I so as I've gotten older. Boat yeah. down, like. I, I agree. I don't think it's very social when you get into your older years, you know? Well, but like, see, before I started drinking, I used to smoke it before going out on a night out. And then it was like, a oh, David, yeah. It was like a David Attenborough documentary watching like you know the humans the humans and their mating rituals and stuff it was it was yeah. intense. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, Sanchez is sitting over in the corner of the party narrating it like David Attenborough. Yeah. And everybody's only like, in my head. who the fuck are you talking to? I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> only in my head. So, Dan, the rest of the week after you got back to Reading, were yeah. you, like, still convinced? You're, like, telling them, I've seen MI5 guys before. This guy was a local spook. No, because <laughs> it, it was kind of business as usual. Like, my mates were, like, big into it. They were just, you know, we were in halls of residence, these tiny little, you know, small... The half the size of a one-room right, studio right, in, in, right. in Korea. And they would just hotbox the shit out of that room <laughs> and um, just play, what was it, Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1. Right, right. <laughs> those, right. Were, those were the best as uni for me, halls of residence. Like. Yeah. And it was especially the small room because then you had a, a big... I had a big shower and the shower could be turned to the toilet so you could sit on the toilet and have a shower. <laughs> what more do you want there? Plus, you weren't paying for the water. Do you know what I mean? So it was, yeah. It was incredible. They, they, were, they were so into, like, the whole idea of hot box in the room. That yeah, if yeah. You, if you cracked a window or if you opened the door, they would just jump down your throat. Like, yeah. Like I, said. I, know, I know money's a bit tight when you're students, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to use every little bit of the joint. To <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you yeah. do. You can That's crack sad. open a window, too. Yeah. I mean, my friends used to be into, like, in the morning, we'd all get in the car and hot box the car. The wake yeah. and bake? And I was like, oh, wake yeah. and bake? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is the guaranteed way to get fucking bopped by the cops <laughs> while you're driving around in the morning with a smoky car in broad daylight. It's so fucking ridiculous. So there's there's two anecdotes I just want to ask. What's the statute of limitation <laughs> on these two things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not saying anything in Grumman. Oh, you already have. Oh, shit. MI5 is watching. Always. Okay. 
it's uh, decriminalized everywhere now, isn't it? Apart from this country. Generally. Yeah. Is it decriminalized yeah. in the UK? Uh, mostly, I think. Uh, honestly, I don't know, because I haven't been back, and uh, I, I wouldn't try it if I, if I ever went, did go back, but... Uh, Probably, I mean... Even if it's not, like, do the cops really give a shit like they did back in the 80s and 70s? Sometimes they do. I don't think so. I mean, if they've got, like, a substantial amount and it's not decriminalized where it is, Hmm. you know what I mean? Then they'll bust it. Hmm. But otherwise, it seems to me they don't want to deal with the fucking paperwork. Yeah. It it depends on if you get, like, a sort of Hitler-esque cop, you know, someone who's (laughs) very power-driven. Yeah. He he might, you know... A lot of them have that mustache, you know. (laughs) It's weird. I'm really angry at Hitler for ruining that. That would have been a great look, like <laughs> yeah. Charlie Chaplin, especially on you. Yeah, yeah. All you right, man's in the beard, yeah. Yeah, I know you have gone Rip Van Winkle in the ten weeks. Uh, it's looking since good, we've though. Met. I mean, is that? I just want to Thanks, know: is, is that a prerequisite for for being a member of the Badgers? Like, you got to have a fantastic beard. It was actually. Yeah. Um, ironically, now John's leaving the country. I'm not saying those two things are connected. On St. Paddy's Day, no less. Yeah. <laughs> no. I thought he was a church-going good Irish boy. Can't do that. Desecrating the holiday. No, but that's what he's doing. He's going home to go to mass. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> ten years. I'd say so. Well, no, he works in a. Doesn't he work in a Christian school? I don't know. Uh, what am I? His CV writer. I don't. Hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, John? All right, so we're going to go to our second uh, tune for tonight. Flight of the Concords, If you're into it, keeping with the cunt with a K theme does tonight. it say content that's all no not at all <laughs> they're clean mostly. but that's but that's what i'm into okay uh nice. and this is dano and sanchez Zing. talking shite all night for one hour Whew. i've written you a song Gaga. really you what? didn't need to do that would your mind helped that's so sweet it's called if you're into it okay If you want me to, I can hang round with you If I only knew, that's what you're into You and him, him and you, if that's what you're into Him hanging round, around you, you're hanging round, yeah you're there too And if you want me to, I will take off all my clothes for you I'll take off all my clothes for you, if that's what you're into How about him in the nude, if that's what you're into In the nude in front of you is that what you'd want of you? If it's cool with you, I'll let you get naked too. It could be a dream come true, providing that's what you are into. Is that what you're into? Him and you in the nude, that's what he's prepared to do. Is that the kind of thing that you think you might be into? And then maybe later, we'll get hot by the refrigerator. In the kitchen next to the pantry, you think that might be what you fancy. In the buff, being rude, doing stuff with the food. Getting lewd with his food We heard that's what you are into and Then on our next date Well you could bring your roommate I don't know if Stew is keen to But if you want we could double team you How about you and two dudes Him, you and Stew In the nude, being lewd with two dudes with food Well that's if Stew's into it too All the things I do Things I do for you If I only knew That's what you're into Thank you. That was great. Thank you, too, Jermaine. And we are back. Dano and Sanchez talking shite all night. My name's Dano. That's Sanchez. We are in the studio with Dan Lloyd, the veteran of veterans at GFN, now in his sixth 
decade of service but for also, the public English radio station here in Guangzhou. World-class drummer. World-class drummer. No doubt about it. Thank you. And you're on his new tune, right? Well, I, didn't yeah. want, I didn't want to talk about that. Yeah, there's a new tune coming out. So. Yeah, yeah, he's such and, a uh, bullshit yeah. artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it sounds pretty good. I produced it. Um, and uh, sounds pretty good, even if I do say so myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been sitting on it for a few months now. But uh, well, because you don't have like uh, the studio space because it's winter. Yeah, right? we recorded the pipes it. Freeze yeah. and we recorded everybody. it last year up in the uh, up in the uh, the mountains. Scenic Jirisan. Awesome. Yeah, awesome experience yeah. that was. So, what's the name of the tune? What's going on? When's it coming out? Uh, it's called "Don't Go Wasting My Time No More." I I don't have a date yet. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I'm just waiting until everything's done so I can then put it all out. Was I the inspiration for that? Because yeah, I've yeah, texted yeah. that to you <laughs> hundreds of fucking times. Hey, Dano, I've got a new idea for the show. Fucking, just don't go wasting my fucking Yeah, time. well, that's what happens on the show. I have great ideas, some absolute, like, groundbreaking ideas, and Dano just shoots them down. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody else, sort of, he tries to keep me down, you know? Yeah, and then I come up with the same idea, like, two weeks later, and you don't remember, so <laughs> it's brilliant. I don't remember much. Brilliant. Now, we just listened to Flight of the Concords, if you're into it. And I've definitely made the approach to Sanchez on multiple occasions. Getting lewd with some food by the pantry. In the nude. Never goes for it. Never once. If that's what you're into. Do you have a pantry? Yeah. Whoa, fuck. No, not really. Yeah, it's not I mean, I have, like, a small box-like. I, mean, I, I know you're big time here in GFN, but <laughs> yeah. a pantry? Yeah. Wow. It's a bit dangerous, though, isn't in this country, anyway, everything's laced with, you know, hot peppers. You better rinse it off. Yeah. <laughs> you get any of that on your junk and you're going to be... <laughs> but your, your junk doesn't burn anyway? Hot pepper just, on my junk? Me. I mean, I'm married to a Korean woman. I mean, I get a lot of hot pepper on my junk. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, you know? Oh, dear. So anyways, now this is our turning the tables segment here. Dan Lloyd is switching it up on us. Now, he actually texted me the questions last night, but I had to duly erase it. Because, Sanchez, as you know, we refuse to prep for this fucking show. I, I don't trust you. I think you prepped, and you're just going to leave me looking. Yeah, you're in the dark. I'm, I'm sitting over here surreptitiously knowing exactly what's coming. I've prepped all night for these questions. You're going to cite your re- sources now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Dan Lloyd, first question? Uh, yeah, so start off with an easy one. Um, now... I think the biggest thing that I miss mostly uh, about the pandemic and the COVID times is uh, going to live music shows. And oh, uh, yeah. I have uh, very, very fond memories, good and bad, of uh, live music. So I wanted to know what is the most memorable gig that you've ever either participated in or been to? Mm, good question. That is a good question. I have, I have quite a few. I, I went to see Jay-Z in Kanye West as the most white boy like, this was in Dublin, and I was still the whitest boy in the crowd. Like, <laughs> uh, and the bass, like, just... Oh, that was incredible. I think then, you're actually, I mean, pigment-wise, you're the whitest boy in the world. Yeah, well, I didn't want you to bring that up. I'm not very well, done. Getting racial here on Dano and Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw Talking Kanye white. and Jay-Z in Dublin? Yeah, yeah, they were doing the What's the Throne tour. Yeah. And I had only discovered the album about a month before, and then mm. these tickets came up. We just went down. I bought, like, from... Do you know, you know Primark? Yes. Primark had like a Jay-Z t-shirt. <laughs> Bought that. Just straight down the road. <laughs> yeah. Just like me and a couple of boys from school and they were all over here and I was like, we all just got lost. The crowd was so big. We were so small. But it was, it was incredible. Then there was the Stone Roses was pretty good. 
And you then, saw them in Korea, right? Yes. Yeah. The the last uh, tour that they did, they uh, headlined the Jisan Rock Festival. That was pretty amazing. Really small crowd for them. I don't think uh, they've got the following in Korea that they do in the UK. Plus, Definitely I, not. I bet there was no drugs going about in oh, Korea. No, no, none at there all. There was a, lo- a lot of sort of... Um, like there was some weed, but mostly hash. You know the stuff you burn. Oh, right, stuff. right. And it was a different experience. Like, boys uh, just dancing around and stuff. It was, yeah, it was glorious. Like, <laughs> and then I saw Ed Sheeran for ten euro before he was wow massive. Like, so mm. that was that's memorable for that reason that I kind of saw. I don't like his new stuff. I always say that, and I will always say that. But yeah. it was still a good thing. So I was that would be my top three. Mm. We, we were choosing three, yeah. Uh, I didn't say three. I just said <laughs> most memorable. Just so. making things up as yeah. it goes along. Yeah. I always do that. Yeah. It's fine. It's been ten weeks. You know, Rip Van Winkle. He <laughs> slept a long time. Um, I'd say one of my most memorable shows, and mainly because, well, it was amazing. It was Radiohead right after Kid A had come out. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so they did a show in Grant Park in Chicago where they hadn't had a concert in forever. They usually have concerts at this place called the Petrillo Bandshell, where they've got, like, you know, everything set up. But they had it out in this field, and it was amazing. Like, Tom York kind of turned his back and played everything in its right place with this super close-up camera on the piano. I mean, that kind of became a shtick yeah. uh, over time. I saw him do the same thing, like, weeks later up in Alpine Valley, too. But Do you like that when he's not facing you? amazing. I thought it was cool. It was different thing at the time i mean what this is like 2003 2004 oh. so it was just a really interesting uh I was way nine. to watch the show you were nine I'm nine years old yeah wow cool just thought i'd let you feel older for i it. thought i saw you at that show it's <laughs> weird man <laughs> all right cool. so uh what's your favorite experience concert wise i have a few um the ones i remember the most are always the things that where something goes wrong or something <laughs> funny happens um <laughs> In uh, in Korea, I've seen uh, I've seen Liam Gallagher twice mm. in this country. Was he the, good? Uh, he was really good the second time. Awesome. Um, the first time he was with his uh, other band BDI at one of the festivals, and it was funny because everyone went nuts for the Oasis tunes, and everyone was so lukewarm towards the BDI tunes <laughs> with good cause. They were rubbish. Yeah. But um, the, the funniest thing that happened was some <laughs> dude, some white dude in the crowd, made this big banner. That said, uh, you're nothing without Noel, and he, he um, and he just <laughs> waved it about during one of the songs, and um, Liam uh, obviously he saw it, and uh, he just he pointed to a security guy, and he went, you know, get that guy out of there, and he got like dragged away, which was pretty funny. And then the second Jeez. time I saw him was a couple of years ago, um, and he was uh, playing with the Foo Fighters, and this was um, middle of August, so yeah. blazing hot. He wore a parka on stage, like that big winter army green parka <laughs> yeah. that he always wears, right, and right. never took the thing off for like an hour and a half. Never took it off under the you know Blazing searing sun. stage lights yeah. and and the uh, August heat of Korea. Like fair play to the dude, and uh, yeah, looked cool as a cucumber the whole time. I'm sweating just hearing that. I know, right? <laughs> how uh, how long how long did the Foo Fighters play for? Because I've heard they play for like two and a half hours. Yeah, they, they played for about two hours. Uh, to be honest, I got a bit bored <laughs> because I don't like their newer stuff. Uh, we've talked about that on the show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love Dave Grohl, but uh, really 
ambivalent towards the uh, the Foo Fighters music. Speaking of the Foo Fighters, um, another of the uh, memorable gigs that I saw was uh, the first time I saw those guys. They came to the UK and they brought an indie band that no one had heard of in the UK called Built to Spill. I'm mm. sure you know them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're these. Uh, I think they're from like uh, Iowa or some like kind of some midwestern state. state. Yeah, they're they're beardy. They're kind of you know, country <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Um, Trucker guys. The crowd yeah. just turned on those guys. They really? were booing them after every song. And the guy, the lead singer, God bless him, I, I felt really bad for him. Like I didn't like his music either. I was just there to rock out, you know. Yeah, and, they were uh, a pretty big band, too. He had a really big meltdown uh, in between one of the songs. He <laughs> was like, hey, you fuckers, we're fucking good friends with the Foo Fighters. And if we tell Dave, he's not going to fucking play, so why don't you shut the fuck up? And it was... Like I felt really bad. Like these dudes, they're they're trying to break a new country, yeah. and you know, it, it all went tits up for them when they brought a cellist on stage. Did like it, no one wants to see a cello at a rock gig. And did, did his voice crack and all? Like yeah, hey, you guy. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he sounded. I'm gonna tell Dave. Yeah, he sounded like legitimately pissed off, and I yeah, I felt terrible for the guy. But. I mean, that is like the perfect thing to say if you want the UK crowd to really take the oh, fucking yeah. piss out like, of you. Thank God they didn't have glass pints, you know. It was paper cups. <laughs> you kind of have to you kind of have to lean in. Have you ever seen the Bill Burr thing in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. it's amazing, yeah. That's what you have to do. Like yeah. you just have to lean in it and just give them the finger and be like, "Fuck you guys, we're going to play our songs." Yeah, and just fuck give it back to them and do your thing, man. Yeah. Now Dan Lloyd, you've always told me about an interesting gig that you saw, which was Bush, who were very popular in the US. I mean, Huge, mm. and they were from the UK. Yeah, but you saw them play in a pub. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, in uh, my hometown Leeds, they had a pub called the Duchess of York, which was one of the coolest concert venues ever. Like, fit about two hundred people, mm-hmm. um, absolutely that's, packed out. That's I, more than would come to my shows. Yeah, I saw a few like. Pu- <laughs> <laughs> No, the show's not sold out. We've yeah. only sold 50 tickets. Uh, I saw a few like punk all-dayers there, which was really fun. Uh, but yeah, Bush, we saw them pay a fiver for tickets. They were awesome. playing stadiums back in the U.S., and no one had heard of them in their own country. Yeah. The opening band was Placebo Whoa. as well. And again, no one had heard of Placebo at the time. And uh, yeah, we were like three feet from Brian Molko. And... Uh, we had a bet, me and my mates, like, is that a guy or a girl? Because if you've ever seen Brian Molko, he's like five foot tall, shoulder length hair, wears makeup, and he's the most androgynous looking dude you've ever seen. So yeah. what you're saying is you kind of had a crush on him? Uh, kind of, yeah. He was kind of <laughs> sexy. And, Who um, didn't? Yeah. I, mean, I, play, I play that game in Korea. It's much easier to play in Korea. <laughs> I uh, I lost the bet. I thought he was a he was a girl, and uh, yeah, <laughs> went home and rubbed one out to him. But uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing is, uh, I saw Placebo the year after when they made it big. Like they blew up after that gig, and uh, the freaks really came out for Placebo. It really did. It was kind of funny. Now on that subject, what's the best? like small gig you've ever seen you know a small room like 200 people you know barring any sanchez shows that obviously will blow you away of course i don't know man i saw a few like uh korean punk gigs i was in a punk band in korea for for a long time I've, so i've seen have you seen that no yeah it's, it's 
it's Korean punk, like. Yeah. yeah. It's something, like. So, yeah, I've been a few good shows there. And uh, the, the thing about Korean punk shows is every single band in this country knows every single band. Like, oh, yeah. Every member, they all go out for drinks afterwards. And so it was it was really cool to be a part of that scene and uh, until I got fired. <laughs> What's, what does it mean to be a punk in Korea? Um, basically, it means... Uh, Not you, doing your homework? No, it basically <laughs> means you live a normal life. You what know, does it you, mean to be punk generally now? You, you go to Hogwan, you study, and then uh, at the end of it, when you when Hogwan finishes, you put your Sex Pistols t-shirt <laughs> on and you listen to punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, you kind of reminded me. Uh, I saw Drinking Boys and Girls Choir yeah. here in Gwangju, and there must have been like 10 people there. Mm. But they also had this really interesting like live PA electronic artist called uh-huh. Kirara uh-huh. and it was a really cool show because it was really intimate they had an awesome merch table but at the end of it I thought this was interesting when you go to like really small kind of Korean indie gigs no matter what the genre is they'll take a picture with everyone on stage at the end of the yes. show mm. that's a very family thing isn't it it's cool it's really nice Ed isn't Sheeran it? does that he does yeah, yeah yeah he's done it for quite a while he's still a douche yeah absolutely <laughs> no arguments here so what's your favorite small gig that you've seen? I mean, it could be like an after-hours thing, like you went to the main thing and then you went to the after-party. Um, when I was living in Ireland, I, I was part of like the dairy music scene. Mm. There was a few bands there that were awesome to watch. Like There was a band called Scenery, and the two boys would sometimes, just sometimes for no reason, like Stephen and uh, Rory would come out in uh, wigs and dresses. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like for no, no, like there was no, there was no setup to that, and there was no payoff. It was just they'd be on stage with dresses and wigs. And are we getting more meta about today's video filming? Are we getting like a sneak preview here? God, I hope not. I haven't shaved my legs. <laughs> oh, that's what I was hoping. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, they, those were good gigs. Uh, oh, I saw the Rubber Bandits. It was a pretty small event. It was the Empire in Belfast. Mm. It was pretty good. There was a guy there who like. He must have been from the other side. He, he, you know, he didn't know that they had a song called Up The Ra. And mm. then he was so like, oh my goodness, are uh, they playing Up The Ra in Belfast? See, when you said the other side, I was thinking like, what, like another dimension? Or no, like, no, no, He's no. arriving Rick and Morty style, like, whoa, where yeah. am I? <laughs> not a, not a, a nationalist in Ireland. Yeah. No. So yeah. That, that was a good gig too. That was, I think that was a present. Yeah, my brother got that for Christmas. Mm. He gets the best Christmas presents. Yeah. I think my favorite that I ever saw, we went and saw Derek Carter at a big club in Chicago. He's a pretty famous DJ. And they had an after hours. And he came out with like a band and sang for the band. They were playing like really mellow and like disco tunes and stuff. It was so cool. It was just in a little place. There was probably 50 people there. But it was amazing. Snoop, and he has a great voice. Snoop Dogg came to a nightclub in Derry. Yeah. Believe it or not, it was a nightclub that then closed down. He came and did a DJ set. I didn't go to it because it was like, <laughs> yeah. I was a student and the price was something like £27. And I was like, 27 Do you think Snoop is a good DJ? I I've never it. seen him. I've never seen him. He might be amazing, though. I mean, I, I, I think he's one of those people that just pushes Like, it's probably all pre... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just... a, a girlfriend of mine, when I was in <laughs> right. I, at Oxygen, she dragged me to see David Guetta. And that's time of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> Fucking atrocious. Like, literally, like, as the song was mixing, he had his hands in the air. Yeah. So uh, the song was mixing and he has so his hands ridiculous. in the air. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, and I bet you he got paid a fucking fortune oh, for, for that. Sure. Paul Oakenfold, what did you unleash on the world? Fuck me, man. You know what's amazing, though, is how fucking easy it is to DJ with these programs. Ooh, you're going to... Sync gonna... buttons. Mm. 
I didn't know this was a thing. You're going to alienate a large, because we're very big in the rave community. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> They're ravers. They <laughs> rave. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe how easy it is. I mean, if you just sync it up with the program, whatever you're using. Does I mean, it... I'm, I'm old school. I mean, as far as I got was like CDJs. And being like, whoa, CDJs with USBs, wow. But it was all by ear, and you're trying to mix it and you know adjust the pitch as it goes. It's unbelievably easy. You could definitely raise your arms the whole time you're mixing. You don't have to do a fucking thing. You hit one button, it's like, okay, they're playing. Boop, boop. It just makes you appreciate it a lot more when you see a, a DJ who's actually good. And playing and, vinyl, yeah. Yeah, and, and like... I don't know about dance music at all, but uh, hip hop DJs like uh, yeah. Mixmaster Mike for the Beastie Boys, and yeah. uh, I saw um, Jurassic Five with Cut Chemist, and those dudes are just on another level. Oh man, it's so good! Yeah, I saw Jurassic Five in Chicago, and they were fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah Newmark and Cut Chemist, I saw Newmark down in uh, Singapore. His set was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. I all feel, right, I feel so un- uncultured. <laughs> I've only seen Jurassic Park. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we got another question here. Uh, Dan Lloyd. Sure. We're yeah, still yeah. turning the tables while so the turntables turn. The three of us, we're, we're men of the world. We've, men we've of traveled. The world. We're well traveled. We've, yes. we've been around the block. We know our stuff. Uh, but what is one thing that you are embarrassed to admit that you don't know how to do? Oh, man. You know what? I was just thinking please, about please this. Please, please, woman. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much the K in my equation. But, anyways, uh, this week. My wife, I don't know how to fuck with these uh, Korean boilers mm. in the house. Like, if it was a U.S. boiler, I could, like, read the directions and stuff like that. But it's so complicated when they're telling you if you've got a problem. So my wife is, like, out there when I come home from work on Wednesday or whatever, <laughs> messing with the boiler. And she's draining the water and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I can't offer anything except for maybe opening the door for you or something. Encouragement. I mean, I can't do a fucking thing about it, man. I, I just, I'm totally helpless. So you, you didn't jump on Facebook, take a picture of it and jump on Facebook and go, what does this all mean? I mean, <laughs> I was obviously trying to avoid being helpful. Jeez, now the whole story's blown. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm embarrassed by it. Like when I can't do something mechanical yeah. around the house. Is that a real man should do? Y- I feel yeah, that too. I, I guess that's kind of that ridiculous and cliche, but I do feel like that. Yeah, um, I would say I can cook very simply, like mm. all the simple things, like chicken and stuff. But I'd uh, just, mac and um, cheese in a box. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of embarrassed that I can't like cook a good meal. You know, something that's a little bit more extravagant than just pasta and like proper chicken. multiple course. Yeah, like you've got to time everything so it all comes out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Can I? I kind of would want to be better at cooking. Like, yeah, so. it's tough though. It's cooking is yeah. yeah, it's definitely a skill. Like. Yeah, especially the timing aspect. Like, I'm making mashed potatoes and something else and something else. You've got to have it all ready at the same time or else it's kind of... Because then something will go cold and stuff. It really makes me appreciate sometimes my mom, not sometimes, a lot of the time my mom would do Sunday dinner for, like, me and my extended family. Like, I never took into consideration how, like, she would get up at, like, say, I don't know, 10 in the morning to start one thing. But that must have been in her mind. She knew... How long she had to do that for, and then had to start, and then point. yeah, get the other Incre- stuff ready. So good job, mom, if you're listening. Which <laughs> she's probably the only person listening. So <laughs> that's the first play. time you've said that in your life, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And it'll be the last. Well, you're only 15, so <laughs> fine. Stone. <laughs> Stone. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what you're embarrassed about, yeah. Dan Lloyd. Cars, car stuff. 
Um, Don't know anything about cars, yeah? No, absolutely Can clueless. you change the tire? No, I can't. Um, really? Yeah, my wife knows a lot more about cars than I do, and uh, whenever something goes wrong, she's always the one to get into action. She can jack up a, tire, uh, a car and, and change a tire. I wouldn't have a clue where to put the jack. Would she work in a garage? That's why she's got those jacked arms, huh? I, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> it, must be, it must be intimidating. <laughs> But, uh, she just yeah. lift, lifts the car and he puts the jack on there. I, di- yeah. I didn't learn to drive until I was you know, mid-30s. I learned in this country. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow, what was that like? It was surprisingly easy. Kind wow. of embarrassed by how easy it was. You go to, uh, you go to Naju, uh, you watch your video for a couple of hours, you do some electronic test where basically it's, it's more an English test than a Korean driving test. The written portion, right? Yeah. And you did okay in the English part? I, I barely scraped to, <laughs> scrape to pass. And then you do like a road test where basically the only thing is, you know, don't crash, don't screw up, don't run a red light, don't hit any other cars. Oh, really? So they didn't have like the automated, you're driving around in a little Potemkin village with like a bunch of sensors and cameras in the no, car? No, no. Because they have a third step now. Oh, okay. And that was blowing my mind because I'd just gotten my Korean license maybe last year. Mm. Finally, I was kind of skating by on an international license, which nobody was having when they looked at it. Oh, yeah. But anyways, that portion is really specific. You're driving around on this tiny little track, and you've got to do all these very specific things and drive like five kilometers an hour or whatever the whole way. And it was way harder than I thought it would be. Did they teach you how to cut people off in traffic and (laughs) stuff like that? They taught you how to properly park like with your car just jutting just out into the road point at your, find a space on yeah. the road point yeah. at your indicators and say you don't need those never put those on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you use them you feel yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly all right so any further questions we got here uh, no i was just going to give a follow-up a follow-up yeah. on the uh, yeah. the pope you remember we this is going back a while we talked about how the pope liked uh an instagram models yeah. thing uh he did it again Donna. so yeah. Just so everybody, I think everybody should follow him and keep an eye on him. I think Francis is the man, dude. Yeah, I, think I so. really like yeah. Francis. You know, I mean, if he's getting into some stuff, that's all right. You know, they're people. This is the whole problem with the priesthood. Was he not the one that said he didn't want it to be called the Pope Mobile? Basically, it made light of the whole thing. It's yeah, the Pope Mobile. Good luck. I don't with, like that. Like, good luck with that. Get off your high horse. Everyone's gonna call it the Pope Mobile. Yeah. I mean, come on. Absolutely it's so right. distinctive. <laughs> Does he have a type then? Is he, like, what's what's his type? Instagram models. But the weirdest thing when I was reading this article was that then she made her account private because of all the attention she was getting. It's like, well, what, sure what, are you being, what are you being an Instagram model for, though? Yeah. Is that not what you want? <laughs> you want followers? Now, are they the wrong, like, religious followers aren't the ones you want? I mean, I don't understand. I don't know, That man. was good for brand, no? You know, how, you know how many psychopaths would be sending you messages? But can you, once there, that there must be an, at that level, there must be an, an option to turn off messages or something. That you can only get messages from people you follow or something like that. Yeah, I guess. You don't but have then all they got to do is follow you and then they just start sending you messages. No, but then you, I don't know. If Instagram's listening, if Zuckerberg is listening, <laughs> as always, he is. Uh, just put a function where you have to follow the other person and then that's yeah. how you can message. But I do wonder is there any similarity between the two photos? Like you know, I didn't, I didn't look, Dono. Blonde, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I didn't, yeah. I didn't look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and by the way, on that subject, I'm not sure about you guys. I mean, Dan Lloyd, are you on Instagram at all? No, I'm no. not on social media at all. That's why I've been like, I've been slating him on the Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> He's no, no idea. <laughs> yeah. No idea, right? 
Now, I was curious because my Instagram, when I hit the search button, I'm, I'm looking for somebody's handle who I'm already following, but I can't remember what it was, so I just enter their name or whatever. When you hit search, all this stuff that might interest you kind of comes up. Mm. Man, my entire thing is nothing but hot girls, like <laughs> hot Asian women. And I'm only using it for the radio show. Like that's, all I follow... I think those things are aggregated from your musicians your, and stuff like that. You're all like your entire internet and search, search history. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it all goes into that. So, oh, okay, it's good insight into what you're yeah. <laughs> googling. I mean, you know, research. Yep. Late night, of course. Feeling lonely. What's that radio show about again? <laughs> hot, hot Asian women. Hot Asian women. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much my nightly. I must radio listen show. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very effective format for that type of show. Radio. <laughs> oh, look at that one. She's pretty. Yeah, right. That would be good. Anyways, that's the end of the show. Yeah. That would <laughs> that's be. my radio show every night. <laughs> so any further questions, Dan Lloyd? Have we, have we turned the tables? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I had one more question. I don't know if we've got time for it. Yeah, psh, we, we always have time. All right. Yeah. Uh, We're talking shit all night for one hour. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, more of a general thing. So if you could take one aspect of your home country's culture and get Korean people to adopt it, like it would get guaranteed to take off in this country. Oh, yeah. What would it be? Guns. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> obviously not. Uh, contempt for authority. Contempt for authority. That, was, that would be mine. I was kind of thinking that too. Yeah. Although it does get overboard in the states people just don't listen but to fucking anything it's in ireland it's kind of like you do what you're told but you're not happy about it and <laughs> yeah. you're happy to call the boss a cunt just kind of gr- I mean? just kind of grumbling away yeah. doing what you were told oh, exactly imagine so if you could do that in this country That'd yeah but here good. it's you have to bow to everybody. i know yeah oh here you can't fuck around man you cannot fuck around what would you do uh I do a few things um general things number one queuing i hate it hate it it's one of my biggest pet peeves when you're trying to get off the subway and, like, five people just bum rush you. Like, I'm trying to get off the subway. Mm. Get out of my way. Yeah. Um, so that would be the one thing. Um, another thing that I was thinking about, I want kids to be kids and just, you know, yeah. muck about after school. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with that. They stay in school way too late, man. I uh, I told my kids, um, I think it was yesterday we were talking, and I was like, yeah, in, in Ireland, like, we had June, July, August off for summer vacation, mm. and their mouths just dropped to the floor. Well, also sports. There doesn't seem to be any sports programs. Well, they have that like Hagwon. Like, like, yeah, it's hagwons. all run through Hagwons and stuff. It's like kind of lame and privatized and I don't know. I'm not really talking about that, though, to be honest. I'm talking about teenagers hanging around like playgrounds, drinking cheap cider and just throwing <laughs> eggs at cars and stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that all goes hand in hand with everything else. You know, I mean, all they can do is sit in classrooms, you yeah. know? So it's just like and you see kids walking keep... around at 10.30 p.m. The youths. Utes. Youths. The youths. Yeah. And that creates a, a different problem because once they get to college age and they get that moment of freedom they kind of go nuts and you know there's pavement pizza all over the place and yeah. you know it's kind of weird like kids should be allowed to discover this stuff as they're growing up and then yeah once you're in college you already know how to do it and you can make the most of it you know? yeah because i mean the bad experiences are what really teaches you oh, i yeah. think when you're like in high school middle school sure. you know busting your arm or whatever because i don't know you were throwing eggs at cars <laughs> But you busted your arm throwing eggs? No, 
That's a bad throw, Daniel. No. Uh, I had a guy threaten me to bust my arm <laughs> because he pulled over after I hacked his car. That's a that's another story in another book. But, yeah, I don't know what I'd adopt from American culture. I think the kind of disrespect for authority a little bit, but I don't know. At the same time, I think it kind of goes overboard. Yeah. But, I mean, police officers here get very, very little respect anyway. When see, you see, have you ever seen cops try and break up a fight in this country? Oh man, it's, it's a hilarious. Joke. Yeah, they do not give a shit. But that's because they're uh, they're like the same age. Uh, yeah. I, I, do you know the way they have to go into military service? They can choose to go into the police and do a few years. Right. So right. that's why you get like young fellas that they've got the baby faces. Like, Nobody pays any attention. to Whereas those where, kids. where we're from, the cops carry guns. Like, <laughs> and it's scary. I mean, yeah, the cops are very, very scary in the U.S. I wouldn't adopt that at all, man. No. At all. I mean, I, I should preface that by saying I'm not trying to slam Korean culture. There's a lot of th- That's exactly things about Korean culture that I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to impart on uh, my fellow Brits. Yeah, you know, just a work ethic. People who give a shit when they're in in their jobs, no matter what they are. Yeah, like I actually I hate that personally. You, I really you do? do hate that. Yeah. Why? Just like because too deferential. Totally all of like. it's meaningless unless you're like a nurse or a doctor or something that makes an actual difference. Like you don't need to be that anal. Like I've been in shops and they like give off to you because you taught something and stuff. And you're like, well, who's slagging off Korean culture now? Huh? Me? Oh, <laughs> happily? Yeah. Happily? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, one thing about Korea that's so good, man, is how civil it is. At least on the surface. Like I was talking to my brother about how people park cars at apartments and stuff, mm-hmm. and there's too many cars, right? Yeah. So they just park in front of each other and put it in neutral, and they push it out of the way and leave when they have to. Oh, they put their number on it as well. Yeah, yeah. right. They put their number in the, in the front windshield. My brother was sitting there. I was telling him, you know, about this because something happened to me in the morning when I needed to move my car. I hadn't left it in neutral, so they called me up. My brother was just like, "Man, what a civil country." And I was like, yeah, in the States, people would the, just be... The yeah. crime rate's incredibly low, isn't it? Incredibly low. That is that is something that is sort of admirable. But I, I, I've always wondered, like, why is that? Is that, like, um, the sense of community? Or is that to do with, like, people being a little bit more well-off? Like, there's no sort of social deprivation? or Yeah, I don't know. There is very little thievery in Korea, though. Very Apparently, little. Well, my girlfriend was saying, she's obviously Korean, um, she was saying that they don't steal anything except bikes. Except bikes. Except bikes. Bikes are the, are the one things yeah. that they do. Steal. That's the thing in uh, Japan. Bikes and umbrellas. Bikes and umbrellas they get stolen? They will get stolen, yeah. I mean, I lose umbrellas yeah. like, automatically. That's why I don't carry them around. I, yeah, well, I'm, I'm from Ireland, so I'm used to the rain. <laughs> yeah, right. It actually it <laughs> makes me feel a little bit more at home when it starts to rain. Well, it gives you that good pallor. In your face. Yeah, you know? well, I think it's the acid in the rain here. <laughs> we don't have that back home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one thing I think about the States that I would like to see more of here, and I think it's coming over, like, musically, is kind of a respect for indie artists who are not with a big label or with some kind of crew or whatever. Just kind of the DIY ethic hmm. that goes on in the U.S., like, remodel your own house, make your own music, just kind of do it yourself. I think that's kind of lacking over here a little bit. Well, like, Korean culture seems to be very consumer-driven. So, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean... So, like, like they, they sort of they consume the K-pop and they don't question it. Yeah. So, I would like to see that more, where they're like, wait a minute, this music is horse shit. <laughs> is there anything else on? <laughs> but I think on that level, like, commercial music is generally like that anyways. It's just big and popular from a big 
popular artist with a big popular label and people just don't really question it. It just gets all the exposure. You know what I'm saying? But for example, like Dan Lloyd, have you ever had a dead battery on your car? Uh, yes, like, I have. Yeah, on, like on his be- wife changed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With her hulking arms and massive <laughs> hands. But yeah, like I bought a pair of jumper cables. Nobody has jumper cables here in Korea. They all call the insurance company. Oh, yeah. And then the guy comes along and does it. But you only have a certain number of times you can do it. I always had problems with my car. And that's one thing where I was like, this is so easy to do. Just jump your car. Like, just get somebody else with a car, pull up next to it, do it. And Koreans are like, what? What are you talking about? It's, like, crazy to them. That's the respect for authority. Like, do you know what I mean? The insurance company probably doesn't want them to do it, so they won't do it. Right. I think that's the case. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. And uh, Good question. Thank that you. is a good question, man. That is a good question. What are some things that are better here than there? The women. At <laughs> <laughs> least the ones I see yeah, on Instagram. I know it's cliche, but the food. Yeah. I like British food, but it gets a bad rap for a reason. I kind of miss affordable beef, though. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I saw a picture of like a, yeah. a bakery in a supermarket where you can get your, your big loaves for like 30p. And like yeah. over here, you're paying like... Six thousand won for a decent loaf of bread. It's like, yeah, God, it's bread. Yeah. Or, or if you get the bread, you take it home, and then you realize it's Korean bread. It doesn't taste like like. There's two different types of bread, and one of them's like disgusting. Oh, there's, <laughs> that's happened to me too many times. Like. Oh, like you think it's wheat bread, but yeah. it's that weird, like kind of off purple bread that tastes like I don't Feet. know. Yeah. yeah. A grape, <laughs> grape infused or something. I mean, it happened to me in in the early years before I buy stuff with uh without reading what it was you, you'd, you'd buy like what you thought was a bread roll and then you'd cut it open it was full of like either fr- uh, whipped cream or, Creamer, yeah. or uh, red bean paste <laughs> they love they love sweet stuff here don't they uh, yeah things things that should be savoury or sweet and things that should be sweet or savoury yeah I noticed that when I first got here I was like whoa yeah have to be more careful yeah I'm still amazed by how much sugar is consumed by the average young female in this country, like just sitting around in a cafe and eating like a huge slice of cake. But they remain they remain so thin. <laughs> yeah, I, I should get some tips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for the show. I think we've reached the end point here. Dan Lloyd, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. And I guess we'll see you on Wednesday when we I record guess again. I'll, I'll see you after this. GFN and then uh, Sanchez. Oh, yeah. Sanchez tunes. The Sanchez tunes. Yeah, Dano's, Dano's going to play the tune on GFN oh, cool. nonstop, he said. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to do a whole block of three. Just Sanchez, same tune. Well, that's what John Peel did with Teenage Kicks. He played it on repeat. So <laughs> yeah. that sort of attention will be welcome. <laughs> All right, so we're going to close off with your tune. Yeah, it's uh, Kevin Bloody Wilson, the Count of a Day. Count of a Day. Count of a Day. Yes. It's been a pretty big cunt of a day here in the studio. Yeah, I am the cunt of the day. <laughs> so I like this one. And on that note, we're going to close out the show. This has been Dano and Sanchez talking shite all night. For one hour. I've had an absolute cunt of a day. Everything that could go did go wrong So if I'm allowed to use the word cunt in a song I've had an absolute cunt of a day Started as a fart in bed 
Well, it started as a fart, but I shit myself instead And the fucking missus going off her fucking head I've had an absolute cunt of a day And running to the dunny like a bastard Trying to hold it in with me finger up me arse And skidding past the kids and them little cunts laughing I've had an absolute cunt of a day I've had an absolute cunt of a day Everything that could go did go wrong So if I'm allowed to use the word cunt in a song Bad an absolute cunt of a day No hot water had to take a cold shower Scrubbing shit from every orifice took a fucking hour Then fuck, 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 no fucking towels I've had an absolute cunt of a day Pulling on me jeans and tripped Broke me fucking nose and split me fucking lip. Got me cock caught in me fucking zip. I've had an absolute cunt of a day. Help me! I've had an absolute cunt of a day. Everything that could go did go wrong. So if I'm allowed to use the word cunt in a song, I've had an absolute cunt of a day. Then driving myself to the doctors. Busted and bleeding, cock swollen and throbbing Not a good time to get stopped by the cops I've had an absolute cunt of a day Bastard didn't even let me explain Just cuffed me up and hauled me off to jail No fucking phone call, no fucking bail I've had an absolute cunt of a day Your turn! I've had an absolute cunt of a day Everything that could go did go wrong So if I'm allowed to use the word cunt in a song I've had an absolute cunt of a day So, Your Honour, that's how it is That's exactly how it started and how it ended all up here And you fucking lot laughing ain't making it too easy I've had an absolute cunt of a day And I'm in too much fucking pain to bleed And I don't give a fuck if you don't believe me Just take me out the back and fucking shoot me, please I've had an absolute cunt of a day I've had an absolute cunt of a day Everything that could go did go wrong So if I'm allowed to use the word cunt in a song I've had an absolute cunt of a day I've had an absolute cunt of a, just another one of them, absolute cunt of a day.